The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances. Welcome to episode 118 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, the membership director for Wealth Builders, and I'm joined today by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan. Hello, Kevin. Good morning, Chris. Good to be with you again after a little break. Yes, well, it seems like quite a long break, doesn't it? But back in July, our last episode, and uh, whilst there was still hope of some summer, and now we're in September, and it all seems like a distant memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite right. So what did you get up to, Kevin? Anything fun or anything business or family related? A combination of all three, I think, Chris. So um, obviously we're still ensconced here in the UK, aren't we? So no no danger of getting on an aeroplane wearing a mask. That's not going to happen. Uh, so I spent um, a good, good trip in uh, the Northeast, uh, really getting in touch with my roots and my family who uh, are up there. Um, enjoyed that and enjoyed, you know, all of the, you know, things that I probably didn't do when I was a kid when I lived there, you know, sort of uh, lots to do on the, uh, on Hadrian's Wall and and off to the islands to look at the puffins and just took the whole family with me. We, we, um, we hired a farmhouse up there. And uh, so, you know, a lot of us all stayed together and we met up with my mother to celebrate her 80th. And, uh, you know, she's a true stalwart. She's uh, she's going strong, and, and a long way that continue. Uh, on the flip side, we had a family tragedy. Um, another member of another side of the family, unfortunately, um, died. You know, of cancer very suddenly, which just puts us in contact again with the reality and the fragility of life, and how important it is to to live your life to the full and to build your wealth as you can, so that you can enjoy the time that you have. And, um, I think that's just always a, a terrible, terrible thing when you see life cut short. Um, businesses, um, well, you know, brain's always active as you know, Chris, but through choice, not through force. And, uh, I think there'll be some, we'll touch base, I guess, a little about the children and what we're doing for wealth builders, for families and teens and, and, uh, and so on. And, um, and we're going to be expanding our partnership program as more and more people kind of resonate with the wealth builder values and, would like to to provide services or guidance or some kind of offering to our members. And uh, we want to resolutely bring the best possible outcome for our members. And as we'll hear, it's always about the community. The strength of our proposal, Chris, is, is almost always told through others' eyes um, as far as the community is concerned and the connections that they make along the way and we want to continue to grow and build those connections as part of our commitment to help people build wealth safely, enjoyably, and more quickly than if they did it on their own. And talking of doing it on their own, uh, we're going to hear from John soon, aren't we, who was a, was a real DIYer when I met him. But before we talk about John, uh, you've been uh, getting yourself in, in well, better physical shape than you were before, Chris, <laughs> I hear. <laughs> well, you know me, Kevin, I like to work hard and play hard, but sometimes I need to rest hard as well. So, um, yeah, I did manage to get onto a plane, actually. So uh, a week or so back, I was in Spain and uh, I went on a, a detox meditation and yoga retreat up in the mountains. So um, that was pretty good. Back to back to the Zen roots there. And uh, yeah, just nice to have a digital detox 
and um, just really let go. And uh, I feel great. Yeah, I've come back and I'm now got the cooking bug and uh, yeah, you know, down the gym and, and the whole lot. So we'll see how long that lasts for, but uh, I'm enjoying it at the moment and I feel great. So uh, yeah. Master Chef Chris then. Yep. That's it. You'll be seeing me on the Great British Bake Off soon, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, back to it. And uh, yeah, we're raring to go and uh, really nice to be kicking off uh, the the second season, shall we say, with uh, with John Dale, who's one of our founder members and now one of our wealth coaches. So it's the member spotlight again. And um, yes, John talks us through his journey since he joined us. And uh, he was a foundation member, obviously now a Wealth Builders Academy member. And we'll be going through the recurring revenue roadmap together and diving into each of those stages to see, you know, what made the difference in helping John reach his financial levels. Mm, and, you know, John is a very interesting and enthusiastic man. And uh, I think what we, if, there, if we could issue some kind of MBE for contribution to the community, you know, we'll have to think about the equivalent of that, um, I think, Chris, in the future. Uh, there are a few people who would get that, wouldn't they? Those people who've gone through the program and not for any financial reason at all, but purely because they want to give back. Um, Bronwyn Vernkum is one and John Dale is another who just are so passionate about trying to help people. And coming from a place where John was, you know, probably through his own words, quite sceptical of anybody else being able to help. It's almost like John was a true DIYer and used to stick his hand into everything. And I think he, he's realized, well, I'm sure you'll say it more, better than I can say it, Chris, uh, how he views life differently now. Yeah. So uh, let's head on over and have a listen to that conversation today with John Dale. John, great to have you back on Wealth Talk today. Hi, Christian. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Thank you. You're looking well and really excited to hear your journey since you've joined Wealth Builders and um, joined as a founder member, of course. And uh, that was back in May 2019. Yeah, really enjoyed the journey so far and looking forward to today. Yeah. And of course, things have progressed. I mean, I'm sure we'll hear it throughout the conversation, but not only are you a member, you've now become one of our wealth coaches. John, how's that going? Yeah, really well. Um, I think the last couple of years has been a bit of a journey, um, but I'm in a completely different place financially, mindset-wise, family life, everything's just 100% better. So yeah, it's been amazing for me. Cool. Okay, let's get going. So what we're going to do today then, as always, with our member spotlights, we're going to walk through our recurring revenue roadmap. So this is the nine-step process that we teach all of our members inside of the Wealth Builders Academy, how to move from a place of financial insecurity, if that's where the starting point is, to a point of financial security, and then to independence and beyond that to abundance. So we're going to kick off with stage one, which is all about building confidence. And there's three steps in stage one. There's the mindset step, foundation step, and the roof. So let's kick off at the beginning, John, and start with the why. Was there a particular catalyst or anything that kind of really pushed you to to get going with this? Um, yeah, so back back two years ago, we were all over the place. I had multiple businesses doing lots of different things. We were very time poor, um, although we were making a lot of money. I was always working probably 70 hours a week and probably realized that this couldn't continue. Didn't really know where to go, if I was honest, or what to do. Um, had a few ideas, 
Um, all, it was all about my kids. It was my wife. Everybody knows that. Um, it was all about making sure my children can do what they want to do when they're older. I met Kevin in London, um, having a little chat about something completely different. And we resonated quite well. Um, I really enjoyed what he was saying and talking about. We spoke about kids and his kind of mentor and how, how, he, how he wants to leave things for his children. And it just really resonated with me. Um, I got an email from Wealth Builder saying, do you want to join the academy? I've never been into education, never been into joining these forums with gurus and all of this. But for some reason, it just resonated with me. I was like, right, I'm going to do it. Um, but if I'm going to do it, we're going to go all in. And we did. Um, we followed every step to the T, stuck to the plan. And within 12 months, it, it really worked quite well for us with a couple of key points with the mindset, um, which were the dynamic profile was amazing for me. And really get me focused. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it was quite a different looking program back then, but um, it's come on a long way now. Um, so that's great. So mindset really key, starting with the end in mind, knowing your motivation. Step two then is the foundation, John. So this is really about getting crystal clear on sort of how much asset income you're generating currently, and then how much you need to reach the next wealth level. So we know there's five levels of wealth, insecurity, security, independence, abundance, and then legacy. Can you remember where you were when you joined, John? Yeah, I did have a clue. Um, <laughs> it, it was so being a, so. My, my background, as a lot of people know, was being an IFA and a mortgage broker. So help helping people with their finances and getting them to understand everything. Gen, generally, didn't have a clue where we were. Um, so it was a, an eye opener to look at what we had in savings and investments. But the kind of that was my light bulb moment. To yes, we had quite a bit of cash. But I had no recurring income, so I was at insecurity. Um, and it was interesting to see that if I had to stop work today, what would happen? Um, and the answer was we wouldn't know it. it. We'd have to wait for managers and things to take over the business and kind of hope that it kept working, which was a scary, scary thought for me um, and helped kind of change the mindset and put things into action. And the other aspect of the foundation, obviously, is looking at, you know, are there any kind of leaks and, you know, can you make a really strong foundation upon which to build? So that's where we bring in the debits process, where we ask our members, you know, review all of your outgoings and see if there's anything that can be saved. So did you manage to make any savings? Yeah, I think on the first one, it was between five, six thousand pounds for the whole year, which was massive for us. Um, that was silly little things from Sky Bills that we were paying 140 quid for down to like £30, um, other subscription bases, monitoring how we pay for everything. Um, but for us, it's been a yearly thing now. So it wasn't just a one-off, let's do our debits and leave it. I've got a diary reminder now every year. We sit back, we review all our insurances, all our bills and everything, and we save each year, and that goes into an ISA. Um, and I think so far, there's about 25 grand in there. Um, which there was a, when we started, just to be clear to everyone listening, there was about three, four grand. Um, and that's just for me saving. Every time I save on a bill, I increase my direct debit and it just goes into the ice and go, goes away. So, yeah, a nice little safety pot, to be honest. Ah, that's tremendous. And, um, yeah, you know, obviously we've got some processes which we teach and, and share in, in that step to help people find even more hidden money that perhaps they didn't realise was there. So great job on step two then, John. Um, so step three, final step in the first stage of the roadmap is what we call the roof. 
So the roof is obviously the protection of you and, and your assets and, and make sure your family is protected and all of those things. So um, a few things to check. Any surprises or actions from that? Um, yeah. So again, being an IFA, we sold life insurance and helped people put things into wills and trusts and everything. So I kind of got the philosophy. Um, I'd done powers of attorney for people before. Did I have one? No. Um, I suppose just like a plumber, he's always got a leaky tap at home because he never gets around to fixing it. Um, so yeah, we we put time aside to do it. And the, the big eye opener for me was leaving a property portfolio for my kids. If we were to both pass away at the same time, what happened? Who'd look after it? Who'd step in? Um, and we've now got a full plan for all of that with the people involved know what we want to happen to look after our children. Um, there was other things put in place, like what happens if to one of us, did my would my wife know how to look after the business or would people step in? And it just gives you peace of mind. We've got a little red box upstairs, um, probably a little bit morbid, but if anything happens, people can open that box and there is everything in there from where all our bank accounts are, where our life insurances are. Everything's in trust, so it'll get paid straight to the surviving partner. And it just makes you breathe and go, yeah, do you know what? If anything happens to me, my family are sorted, um, which gives you a little bit of peace of mind, I suppose. Yeah, great. No, great to hear that you've uh, you've taken action and implemented, you know, many of the things that we, we obviously talk about in step three there. Okay, so that's stage one. It was all about building confidence. Would you say, John, was there, you know, a noticeable difference by the end of that? Did you feel, as you've said, more peace of mind, more confidence that you're on the right track? Yeah, I think a lot of it was because my background was things I kind of already knew, but I hadn't put into practice. So for me, having accountability, having simple steps that don't take very long. Um, so where, where people think, oh, you've got to do all of this in six months, actually doing a little thing every week or every month. Suddenly you look back three months in, you're like, right, okay, wow, we've done all of this. I can't wait to see what happens in the next three months. It's just a really good journey. Great. Okay. We are motoring. We're moving into stage two now. So stage two of the recurring revenue roadmap is building your knowledge. And there's three steps here. So step four is all around the assets, seven pillars of wealth. Then we've got step five, which is leverage and step six, which is strategy. So beginning with step four, then the assets. So we know there's seven different assets. We refer to these, the pillars of wealth. And uh, which did you already have some experience with when you first joined John? And what other pillars have you been able to utilize since? Yeah. So, so when we started, we had a lot of businesses um, doing lots of different things. Um, and I also had a little bit of property in the background. You could probably say I had the JV pillar as well with my business partner um, as part of the business. But we were all over the place. So when I say businesses, I think we had six or seven um, and no real clear path for each of them. They were all over the place. So we decided to really strip back. We sold all the businesses. I sold the IFA firm. I sold the mortgage firm, exited everything and decided to stick to kind of the mantra, just do one thing well. Um, and we stuck to the property pillar and we decided we weren't going to try and deviate from that property pillar until we hit our first target of security, um, which we did in 12 months with 100% focus on property, um, which is a little bit, sometimes we're probably a little bit arrogant because we'd ask the question, is it to do with property? Am I going to make money? No, well, I don't want to know. Um, and because of my dynamic profile being a creator, I could really easily get distracted and kind of maybe follow as people say the shiny penny or look at different strategies and everything it was no luck 
we are literally going to focus on the property pillar. Okay, so that moves us into step five, which is leverage. So leverage is the key to wealth building, and it isn't necessarily always financial leverage, but it could be intellectual leverage, relationships, systems, and time. So can you provide us with an example, John, of how you've brought leverage into play to help you build your wealth? Yeah, we. I'm naturally quite lazy, um, so I like to get other people to do things. So I think leverage comes quite easy for me. And part of the process of mindset at the beginning was understanding what we wanted to get from this. And for me, time. So it was time with my family, time to do what I want to do and be able to do things on my own terms when I want to do them. So in order to do that, I need to do less things. Um, So in order to do less things, I need to get more people to do more things for me. And then it was right, okay, everything we were doing was right. Do I need to do that or can I get someone else to do that? So we stopped doing any work in any of the properties. Um, so before, if there was a little touch up or a little bit of paint needed doing or any, any little job that we could probably do, you'd probably see us in a scruffs going down and just giving it a lick of paint or something. It was no, okay, we are not going to work in any of our properties, even pick up a brush. We're going to get people to do it for us to free up our time. Um, we then split our business up into kind of three different halves, marketing and who does the maintenance and everything. So again, we did a lot less. Even things down the journey, like doing the wills and trusts, um, we just got the solicitors to do it. They give me the template, we fill out the template and we hand it over to them. We didn't do any DIY jobs. Um, other, other things that came in really well, we're doing our SaaS. We just got the professionals in. Um, again, with the SAS trustee to do it all for us. It just became quite simple to then get other people to do things. Um, we did the 11 pillars um, with Kevin of Trust, which is a document we used to raise finance. Um, if you remember, I posted that that got done while we were away in Tunisia. Um, I was on a two-week holiday and we had a meeting with you and Kevin, decided what we wanted to put in it, passed it over to a copywriter, got someone to put it all together. When I came back, we had the first draft. We edited that a little bit um, and did the second draft. So again, my business continued while I was away, which is exactly the position I wanted to be in, knowing we had the recurring income coming in and everything was done for us. So yeah, I think leverage is a massive part of success. And if you can't leverage other people or your time, you're going to do it a lot slower. Yeah, some really good examples there, John. It really helps to have that framework, the FIRST, just to break it down and say, you know, am I really leveraging all of these different areas? And you certainly have been. Okay, step six then is strategy. This is where it can become overwhelming. As a coach now, obviously you're speaking to lots of members and they're probably coming to you, John, saying, oh, shall I do this? Or I've been on a webinar and uh, this sounds good, right? So how did you choose the right strategy for you? Um, so we we were quite lucky and we had a couple of properties in the background. I had my mortgage kind of broker experience, so I, I understood finance a lot. So obviously we'd chosen property. It was then considering time and being lazy, which was the easiest property to build wealth in that we can rinse and repeat. So we, we wanted a process where we could just get people in to do the same work and keep going and keep going and add in. So we just chose buy to let. Um I think it's the simplest of the property pillar. It's the easiest to leverage. It's probably the most forgiving as well. If if you buy, we were trying to recycle and take most of our money out. Um, again, along the way, we had a couple of pro- projects that we overspent on. Uh, but again, we could sell them and still make a profit. 
So I, I think it just gave us a really solid foundation to this is how we're going to hit security. There's plenty of these properties about. So mark, we didn't have to go marketing and, and upscale and have people go in direct to vendor and all of this to start with. It was simple as right move Zoopla and estate agents. So it's just a really simple process. Keep it basic. All I had to do was find the houses, learn how to finance them and just get our refurb teams in to fix them. And we just scaled from there then. Mm. And if thinking about the other seven pillars or the other six pillars, John, are there any other strategies that you've looked at or you're now looking at moving forwards? Yeah, so so we hit we hit our target and then it was right, okay, we've done that. What what happens next? Um so we stuck to the rinse and repeat button where I'm less time invested in the buy to lets now. We've got a really good team behind us. So again, freed up my time, which we're now looking at the business pillar. Um, and I suppose the JV pillar. Um, the good thing about the community, there's lots of great people. Um, so as you know, myself and Luke are doing something together in kind of the, the training strategy around all our experiences and everything. Um, where we're going to be building a platform called Go All In, which is about education. Um, and then we're going to be listing our expertise and training courses on there to show people how not to do it, just as well how to do it. That's going to be amazing. Um, and there's a couple of lovely little things kind of in the background that we're working on, where I'm doing DD on at the moment, but nothing 100%. But I think that's the good thing about where we are is because I've got a lot of time, I can really focus on the things that I want to work on. And again, going back to our mantra now, how much time do I need to put into that to make it work? If it eats into all of my time, do I really want to be doing it? And I think because we're at a comfort level from a monetary point of view, do I need to do it? Whereas before, I think a lot of people here say yes to everything. Now my answer is say yes, say no to everything and decide if I want to do it. So again, mindset change. Mm, Yeah, nice place to be in there. So that takes us to the end of stage two, which is build knowledge. So, you know, knowledge obviously is never ending. We're always learning. Um, but yeah, really good to hear how you how you focused on that, which is actually where we're going right next. So we're moving into stage three, the final stage of the recurring revenue roadmap. And step seven is focus. And this is all about the wheel of wealth then. So once someone has chosen a strategy, then the key is to following that wheel of wealth. And that means education, support, connections, due diligence, and then taking guided action. So our wealth coaches are there every month. And they were there to help you, John. And now you're there to help others turn the wheel. So tell us the importance of focus. Um, yeah, for me, I had to have that focus. I had to have that accountability. Um I think the good thing is now ingrained in me um, and I can see in myself when I'm starting to go off as well. Um, I don't, that doesn't mean I don't, still don't need accountability and I still don't need that. But I think being a creator and the way my mind works, I was always off on a tangent. So I was quite honest with my coaches at the start, what I wanted from them. And it was unique. And basically I wrote a piece of paper, stick in your lane. Um, and it was like, I got to stick in my lane. I got, I want to concentrate on buy to let's. Um, my, my coach was yourself to start with. Um, we had a lot of conversations and then Ian, um, Ian was really good because we're doing the same strategy. We kind of get on really well. Um, and every time I brought something up or what it was like, John, do you remember at the start sticking your lane? It was like, yeah, okay. Sticking my lane. What are you going to do for the next 30 days? I'm going to do this, this and this. Okay. Are you just going to do that? Yes. And he's kind of promised me you're only going to do that because he knew what I was like. Um, and yeah, he just really kept us moving on fast. Um, I think we'd have always got 
where I was going to get to on the property side, potentially, without wealth builders. But I'd say I wouldn't be where I am today, and I'd still probably be working towards my security level three years later, because I'd, I'd have taken my eye off the ball, done something else, then come back to it, and then that worked really well. So I'd have gone off and done something else for some strange reason, and then come back to it. So I, I just think this, the clear focus and being able to rinse and repeat everything just means you stay on track and you get to where you want to be a lot quicker. And I think we say five years within Wealth Builders to achieve your goal. I think if you stick to the plan and you do everything you're supposed to going to do, it's more than achievable. And I think with a little bit more focus, you can probably do it in less than five years. Uh, but not everyone's got the luxury of time. So I again, leverage, if you can leverage your time and go through all the steps, you can just get to where you need to be hell of a lot quicker and, and, in, and enjoy life then instead of working. Very wise words and very true words as well, John. And uh, just, a, just a word then, obviously now in your role as a coach and, um, you know, what are you noticing and what are you enjoying about being a coach? Um, I'm shocked how it keeps me accountable, um, how you speak to people and you, you see may, maybe a person who's thinking of doing a particular strategy, but they've got a list of 20 different things they're thinking of doing. And when you break it down, half of the things they're thinking of doing, they can't do, whether it's from time, a financial point of view. So when, once you help them clear down to something they actually can do and they've got the time to do and the money to do, there isn't really another path. So it, it's so simple for them just to stay focused. Um, and I find I do the same with my own head now. When I come up with an own idea, I end up coaching myself in my own head. What what would I say to the people I'm coaching? Well, I'd say this, okay, well, let's not do that then. Let's stay stay on track and, and let's do this. I think there's a lot of overwhelm. Um, you see people, and I was probably one of them in the group, going, oh, I've just done this. I've just bought this. I've just done that. And people are just not at that stage yet. They're a little bit further behind. They're either saving or they're, they're remodeling the house or they're not in a position to really start ramping up. But neither were we. So I, I think people have got to remember that when I first started, I had, a, had, I had a head start because I had a business. I understood mortgages. I understood buy-to-lets because I was in that industry. Um, if you're not in that industry, you need to learn that before you can start spinning the wheel. Otherwise, you'll you make some really big mistakes. And we made a lot of mistakes along the way. And if, if you look back at the start of our journey, we were probably doing one or two deals a year um to probably the end of this month we'll probably have a really successful month um one of our best yet to be honest with you but that one month of success there's probably six or seven months of hard work behind it before you color in the thermometer so I, i'd say to the people listening don't don't worry if you're not coloring your thermometer straight away because you find the like buses the you kind of color a little bit nothing happens for a while oh i got a bit more i got a bit more and then suddenly the, the higher up you get your chunks get a lot bigger and a lot more healthier and and that's how you scale is start small get perfect and rinse and repeat great I mean, and this is all about stage three right which is really the implementation stage it's when you're clear on your plan you know you've got the confidence you've got a foundation you uh you know you've got a good understanding now of of the strategy the pillars that are the right fit for you and obviously now it's focusing and you mentioned the thermometer so that moves us into step eight which is titled results so, um, you know, we encourage all our members to track their progress every 30 days. As you said, you know, sometimes that progress is not necessarily 
financial progress, but it's, you know, more confidence, a great connection, you know, that can all be great progress. Um, so, you know, tell us about some of your results then and, um, you know, some figures maybe, John. Yeah, so so we we probably hit our target a year and a half ago now for security. We were on our, on our way to kind of the independence level. Um, but that's all from recurring income. And I think I got a, I, I had a bit of a problem getting my head around that to start with because I've, I've got a couple of things that we do business-wise that, that pay us some good money. Um, and that's great. And it goes, it goes into my bank account and I can physically spend it, but it doesn't add to my thermometer because if I didn't do the work, I wouldn't get paid. So I think you can easily go, oh, I earn all of this. And then when you strip it back, it's like, actually, I don't. I've got this little bit at the bottom. Um, we we started very slow, three hundred pound a property on a buy to let on average. Um, they take six to eight months to do, so you kind of colouring in three hundred pound, waiting three hundred pound, um, and it just gets bigger and bigger. Like I think for probably the last six seven months, we haven't really added to our cash flow, um, but this month so far, we've now finally got three buy to lets that are finishing, um, that'll add about nine hundred pound to our cash flow. Uh, pay all our investors back and we can probably go again if we can find more deals we've just sold a flip so that gives us a little bit more cash we've got another buy to let in the background that's nearly finished um, so that'll bring an additional 300 pound and then there's another flip about to hit the market next week um, which when you hear all of that in one go it's like oh my god that's really busy but actually that's a combination of probably six to eight months work on some of them and one of them over 12 months because we sold it twice um and it didn't go through. So yeah, it's been a slow burner, but then you can add to it. Um, I've had an amazing work with Luke, as we spoke about. Um, so again, that that's not ready to add to the thermometer in any way. Um, but once that gets going and launched and everything's working, that can add to the thermometer as well. So I think, yeah, we've got a really good progress. I can see where I'm going. I can see me slowly going into other assets just to diversify. Um, I didn't want everything to be in the property pillar, but I found the property pillar to be the one that I could rinse and repeat, leverage everything, time, money, um, people to work with me to get to where I need to be a lot quicker. And, and now I can look at all the other pillars and, and see where we go from there. Yeah, great. So it's all about multiple streams of income from different pillars. And, uh, and that's what you're creating right there. So a final step then in the roadmap is step nine. This is accelerate. So this is really ongoing, right? This is not something that you just do and then it's done. It's it's continual learning, continual progress. So repeating the process of choosing a pillar of strategy, using your leverage will move you to independence and now beyond that then to abundance. So um, for most people, that journey, we've said, John, it takes an average of five years. You know, what do you see as being key to helping you continue to stay focused and take the ongoing steps to reach your next financial goal? Um, the people I'm around. So the community that I'm in um, with yourselves is amazing. Um, being with like-minded people and keep keeping myself accountable, but also with the help and support of others. Um, again, at the start of this, I told you I didn't believe in education. I didn't believe in coaches. What a load of waste of money. What are they going to do for me? Um, and sometimes it's like therapy. You, especially for me, having all these ideas, it's great to speak to a coach and go, these are all my ideas. Blah, blah, blah. And the coach just looks at you and goes, you just blow my mind. What are you talking about? Go back to basics. Let's focus. Um, 
it's good to get it off of your chest, but then to go back to your focus and sustain, stay in your lane um, for each individual pillar. Um, we're leveraging now different pillars and going into different pillars, but my first pillar will remain constant and focused. And we've got that, as I've said, on a rinse and repeat, where we've got a team doing a lot of the work for us. We've got people helping us. So that doesn't take up a lot of my time. So I've now got my free time, hence why we started coaching after our conversation, really enjoying the coaching, seeing everyone do amazing things. Um, and I think that inspires me as well. You you see people doing amazing things. You're like, yeah, do you know what? Maybe I should have done what I said I was going to do yesterday instead of putting it off for today. So I, I'll finish the coaching call and something I said I was going to do two days ago on my, my to-do list, I kind of put off. I'm like, I can't really tell someone to go and do it today when I haven't. So I'm like, right, I'm going to do it. So I, I do my hit list as well. So yeah, I just think accountability is the key to yourself and others and you'll get where you need to be. What a transformation, John. You went from not believing in education to now delivering it yourself. And uh, that is that is really, really fantastic to see. And uh, look, we've said it before, but he's such a fantastic member of the Wealth Builders community, John. You give so much, you help so many other people. And of course, that's now paying dividends in terms of your own progress. So um, thanks so much for sharing all of that today and look forward to catching up again with you really soon. Oh, brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay, so uh, John talked us nicely through his uh, journey, I guess, there from uh, from point A to point B. And uh, we'll dive into lots of good points there, Kevin. Before we do that, let's head on over and uh, pull out a latest review from Trustpilot. And I'm seeing one here from Sam. And Sam is saying, I'm a new member of Wealth Builders Academy. And the reason I joined the group is because it's really hard to find people in this world who I can trust. Since I've been with Wealth Builders, I find that I can trust them. They are sincere, genuine, helpful, and I can get advice from those who have my best interest at heart. Kevin and Christian go above and beyond what I expected of them. There you go. Thank you so much, Sam. Well, a very nice man too, and a professional man too, isn't he, really? So, you know, someone with, uh, you know, intellectually, well, he's a dentist, isn't he? Um, Super guy as well, and uh, very open-minded and I like his company a lot. So, um, yeah, good on you, Sam. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, great to be working with you, Sam. So back to John then. So we know that John came from an IFA mortgage broker background. He, you know, had good business going on there, but he had no recurring income. And we see that so often in business owners, don't we, Kevin? I think this is probably the biggest trap that business owners can fall into. You know, they somehow feel that because they've got control over their time in insofar as nobody tells them what time to show up, when to go on holidays and so on, that somehow the illusion of security is there, that they've got their own security. But of course, it's not financial security because if you've got to keep doing the work to keep getting the pay, essentially what you're doing is you're just trading one job for another. But in many cases, without the the, the support network that you normally get within an organization, because you've got HR departments, you've got you know, payroll departments, you've got, well, departments that take care of things that we know in business, they need to be taken care of and you end up doing everything. But I think John makes a really good point about having come from a financial background. It means he had a grounding in the knowledge of things like mortgages and and financial leverage. And I think that's a help. And I think he makes the point that for some people where perhaps they come at wealth from 
an employee background, say, where they've had all that support around them in the past and then they don't really know what to do. Um, you have to sometimes, in some cases, you've got to start from scratch and, and that means just being patient and allowing that learning are there to catch up with you. You know, you've got to build that knowledge and you can't substitute knowledge that John had. And I came from a similar background, didn't I, with an economics degree and then got trained in finance and, and became a mortgage broker in IFA and, and somewhat similar to John. So I think that that experience helps. But we know from all of our students that you bring what you can anyway, whatever you've been skilled at, whatever value that you're bringing in your work environment or your business environment, you find a way to bring that into your wealth. You don't leave it behind you and start as a, essentially what some people call themselves a newbie. You know, you just bring what you can and John brought what he could and did it very well. So we started off obviously at stage one. So, uh, you know, no matter where you are in the process already, you may already be generating recurring income. You may already be building wealth. You still got to get those foundations in place or at least check that everything is safe and secure, which is exactly what John did. And a few of those aspects in that foundational stage are, of course, just reviewing your outgoings, doing the debits process that we teach really early on. And John found over £5,000 there. And uh, that's obviously a fantastic saving. Uh, but the best thing is that he reinvested that, Kevin, and that's now grown to 25000 in his kids' ISAs. So he's really put that to work. Um, and, that, and that's doing some great stuff there. Well, this is one of the essence or essential points, rather, Chris, of a lesson we teach in Wealth Builders that, you know, debits is an important process. And it's important to stress, by the way, that the debits process of debt, education, bills, insurance, tax and support costs doesn't doesn't just get whitewashed as, as a review of your expenses. I think John talks about his Sky TV and other things. It isn't just about that. It's everything where money's going out in your life, either knowingly or more often unknowingly, where you've got fees and expenses to organizations or institutions, certainly financial services, where you can be paying quite a lot of money, but it's kind of opaque. The charging structure is opaque. And we believe that for many people, Chris, the, the financial institutions are not serving people well enough in that the technology that brings leverage, another form of technology, that brings leverage into play has not really brought a reduction in cost for most people. So we spend a lot of our time helping people look at things like their their pension and their investment costs and say, hey, you don't need to pay this sort of fee. There are ways now that you can review that. It means not just simply doing a comparison site. You've got to do some other work. But once you've done it, you're saving that money forever. I mean, typically we're seeing people paying 2% for money management, and more often than not, we can get it down to less than one. And if you can imagine, if you reduce your costs and expenses by 50%, and it's not just this year, it's forever, then that's going to remove a handbrake and allow your finances to accelerate. So um, although John knew how to do that and didn't use that as an example, I want to highlight that because that's probably something John wouldn't have done because he knows how to do that intuitively. And of course, you mentioned there at the beginning, you know, some of the work we've been doing over the last month with the Wealth Builders for Families. Um, so that ties in, you know, one of the things I know that's included in that program is, is such as kids' ISAs, you know, how are you going to start building that pot from an early age for them? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean look, there's there's a whole raft of different things that you can do financially for children from, as you mentioned there, junior ISAs to simple things like premium bonds from 25 quid. So it doesn't have to be a lot of money, you know, to, to make a difference. We've also got the opportunity to, um, you know, help kids to build uh, financial futures in terms of long-term pension funds, uh, including bringing them into John's Got a SAS. Um, and I know when his kids are 18, he'll be, you know, giving them lessons and skills to to allow them to participate in that. So they see finance from the inside. They don't just, it doesn't just happen to them as many students do when they get older. Uh, so by bringing the Wealth Builders for Families program into play, probably ready for formal launch, I guess, Chris, probably by maybe Jan 22, we'll be testing it in the last quarter. Um, and just seeing how the lessons and the inclusions and the things that we would want to encourage parents, kids to be doing together. And I know John does that. John takes his you know, his kids out on, on viewings and so on, and he's got one of his uh, one of his children really loves property, the other one hates it, and that's fine because it's it's giving them a sense of discovering what they like and what they don't like at an early age by being included in the discussion and and activities actually, you know. So kids learn not just by academic classrooms, you know, that can be quite boring and removes creativity, but getting them to do things, listen to things, watch things, participate in things. These are the important lessons that we'll be sharing in Wealth Builders for Families. So keep an eye out for that one coming very soon. Yeah, yeah. So John got his foundation in place there. We then know that the roof is the next step. And um, again, in John's business, he was telling others on a daily basis to to put these precautions and measures in place. But as is often the way, he didn't have them all in place himself. So he quickly righted that anyway and uh, you know, put everything that needed to be in trust in trust. So that's protected and will pass on to the people that it needs to. Yeah, and, and for a lot of people, the word trust, I mean, Sam used the word trust in a different context, didn't he, that he couldn't find someone to trust and now he feels by experience that we can be trusted. And, and that's an important point that when people feel overwhelmed by language, they think, oh, this sounds hard. I don't really know who to trust. Somebody's going to rip me off. All of those emotions can get in the way and prevent people from taking small steps. So we've done our absolute damnedest to make sure that the people that we uh, recommend or encourage at least to talk to uh, within the Wealth Builders uh, community, certainly around the uh, the aspects of the roof, getting your wills done, powers of attorney done, it's really, really quite simple. Uh, only a few questions of you. And then, you know, the lawyers take care of the rest. And it's not an expensive thing in the context of life. It's just like anything, you've got to, I think the real expense is time, isn't it? People just don't feel like they know enough. So, you know, I'm so pleased that we've got a really solid team that help with uh, shoring up the roof of our of our members. And, and really that's the most important, to me actually, it's probably one of the most important steps in that whole foundation element of the program, Chris, is it's, it actually makes people have a peace of mind and gives them a sense of, I've taken care of my family. And I know how important that is to me personally, because I remember when my dad died, when he was 46, he, he felt like any business owner of that age, kind of immortal almost, you know, like I, I can I can get round to this anytime, you know, and then his tragic death meant he didn't do these things. He didn't have these things in place. And and often that's the way, particularly with business owners, because, you know, they're, they're often so torn 
for their own time, and that's a big challenge for them. So it's really important that we put the roof in place at the beginning of the journey um, and not put it at the end of the journey once wealth has been achieved because, as I said a moment ago, sometimes you know people can can tragically lose their life and, and therefore they didn't achieve what they wanted themselves, but by putting things in place, they can substitute that achievement uh, through good preparation. So if they die, their assets or their insurance can provide for the family as if they'd done the job of being a wealth builder and creating financial security or even independence for their family. And I applaud anybody who takes the time to do that, as so many of our members do. So... Once all of those steps are in place, then we can move on to stage two. And stage two is all about learning what those seven pillars are, then probably eliminating a few that are not right at the moment and just focusing and uh, then bringing leverage into place. So that's a key part of the process. And for John, he brought leverage of relationships into play because he said as a, as a creator, he'd taken his wealth dynamics at the beginning. You know, he realized he was someone who liked to start things and then kind of go off to the next thing. So he just focused on one pillar and that pillar was property. He knew that he could reach security in the shortest time possible if he just stuck to that. And that's exactly what he did. So he, he brought leverage into play and his strategy was buy to let. And, uh, you know, we say focus your way to security, don't we, Kevin? Focus your way to security. The best way to get to security is to focus and not to diversify too early because if you can, as John almost kind of mentioned or hinted at really, which is you you do something and you master it. You know, he, I think he calls it rinse and repeat, which is essentially the same thing. Once you know what you're doing, your first time you're a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a stumble. The second time you're a bit doddery, but you get it done. And the third time you probably mastered it. So I encourage everybody to do three of anything uh, and then almost claim that domain of mastery, which then therefore means you can rinse and repeat or, or, or work out what needs to be done and then put other people in play to get that done. And I think uh, that was a big challenge for John because he was tempted in so many different ways to go off in different directions, um, which, of course, you know, you've got to encourage him for that anyway because that's really how what he's doing now, which is diversifying, isn't he, in the final step of the uh, Wealth Builders Recurring Revenue Roadmap. But in that early part, you know, he's, he's stuck to his guns and, and fair play to, to John. And we encourage everybody to do that and, and not to get caught up. And I think the point he makes about having a coach, having accountability. I love that point he made when he said, his coach said, promise me, John, you won't do anything else in the next 30 days. You, you'll just stick to the plan that we've just agreed. And of course, it's, it's, it was his plan. It's never our plan. We don't tell people what to do. And wealth builders, we said, well, look, if you want to achieve that, the best thing you can do in the next 30 days is this. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Right, let's get that done. And and that means it keeps people on track. It, it removes the temptation to go off track because as soon as you go off track, your energy, instead of being focused like a laser, gets dissipated and diffused light doesn't really do much. It might not, not might be nice background lighting, but doesn't really achieve much. So what we want is really, really focused attention, focused relationships, Focus that light like a laser and that gets you moving forward. And that moving forward gives you confidence. And that's the key thing to be able to go to the next level, you know, which is essentially when those results start to come in. Because like anything, when you're building wealth, there's an awful lot of activity that happens before the results of finance start to show. And that's another good point John made when he talked about 
sometimes the you might do a he might do a Facebook post and say I've done this 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 and this this month, but he hasn't. You know, it's been an accumulation of things that have happened in in previous months. And he mentioned a property that he thought he'd sold, but didn't get sold. It fell out of bed, and then it got resold. And that wasn't two sales; it was one sale. But you know, if you looked at it on Facebook, you might think it was two. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the final stage really is, is building assets. And this is an ongoing phase um, until you reach independence. And then obviously you're heading towards abundance from that point onwards. But building assets is just turning that wheel of wealth and uh, just showing up for your coaching call every month. The importance of having that accountability and that guided action from your coach, just chatting through your ideas often helps things make, uh, you know, helps make things become clearer. And uh, the results that John's had, so in the last month, he's added nearly an extra £1,000 to his thermometer. But as you say, Kevin, that's the result of six to eight months of work. Um, But the results are building, and John is most definitely moving towards his independence level now. Mm, uh, A couple of other points, I think, made by, well, hinted at by John. One of those is, you know, sounding boards, right? So he talked about sometimes you just want to talk to someone just to get it out of his head. Often creators, those people with high degrees of energy around ideas, uh, want to get those ideas out because if they stay inside their head, trapped inside their head, and you'll know that if you're a creator listening to this, you know, you've got 10 ideas before breakfast and and everybody's gone, oh, no, not another idea. Uh, you know, that's the sort of thing that, you know, you'll see from people like me, people like yes. John. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my role in the business, right? The visionary, it's my job to have ideas and and it's good that we've got a great team to allow me to to do that. Um, but I think it's the same at any level. Find somebody. If you're not a member of the program and the program doesn't sound like it's a good fit for you, hey, that's okay. You know, come and join what we do for free. You're welcome in, into our community anyway. But when you're thinking about it, talk to somebody who's on your wavelength. Um, I don't mean make sure they're the same wealth dynamic or anything like that. I just mean if you're if you've chosen something you're going to do, whatever it is, um, find somebody else so that you can talk to who will be at your level in terms of they'll give you feedback. Sometimes we find that uh, partners, life partners, spouses, and so on aren't on the same wavelength. Sometimes other family members aren't on the same wavelength, and that can happen. It just happens in life. So if your partner or somebody really close to you isn't, find somebody and try and create for yourself an accountability partner or somebody you can talk to. Or better still, you know, look out for what we do and come and join the program. I mean, five years with a bit of help can save a lifetime's worth of trial and error. And uh, from my experience, I would say, you know, do it in five years. Don't do it in 15 like it took me uh, without any guidance and help at all. Yeah. I would say 60 days to create your wealth plan and then 60 months to execute on that to reach independence. So if that's a a deal that sounds good to you, then get in touch and we can chat further. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good to be back in the hot seat with you, Kevin. I was just thinking the next public holiday is going to be Christmas Day. So uh, we're on the home straight. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Uh, Just one one thing just to mention, because, you know, I'm, I'm very protective of my own IP and I think just because I love John and he doesn't mind a little bit of ribbing from me. Um, he referred to a document called the, he called it the 11 pillars of trust. There are only 10. I was creating. <laughs> I think he's probably created the 11th, but, and it's not to be confused with the pillars of wealth. It's just a document we help those people who are 
uh, budding investors in the world of property who've mastered their art. But like anybody in property, property is an expensive commodity, can run out of money. And, uh, and if you run out of money before you run out of ambition, you need to find private investors. And he touched on that, didn't he? He said, you know, pay back investors. Uh, so we helped him create his document, which told the story of his business through the eyes of investors so that he could build the trust, hence the 10 pillars of trust, not the 11. Um, but listen, hey, if you can think of, of, of the eighth pillar uh, of wealth, I re- repeat, as I often do, Chris, my standing offer that if you can find me the eighth pillar, and we've got seven, we can't find any more ourselves, and we, we're really wrestling hard with our intellect, but if you can find number eight, another eighth asset that we can use to build wealth and we can expand our wisdom and knowledge to our members, then get in touch. And if we agree with you, there is number eight, we'll send you a very fine case of champagne and uh, get a picture taken together and celebrate as we would joint venture and collaborate on some new IP which is another way of building wealth, which is John is also doing with that combination of work he's doing with Luke um, and doing training themselves. So it's not just a relationship with JV, but they're also building and sharing their IP. So John's cooking on gas. And as I said, if there was an MBE we could, we could offer, we would definitely offer one to John for his support in the community. And, uh, and Chris, thanks to you too for all the work that you do to keep this community thriving and looking forward to building it still further to help on our journey to help 50,000 people to become financially independent. So if you're one of those who thinks you'd like to be, just get in touch with us or join our Facebook group and uh, tell somebody else about the podcast, why don't you? And then uh, you'll be you'll be getting on board the mission um, and looking forward to sharing more in the coming weeks and months. To get to Christmas, Chris, I don't like talking about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah, well, thank thank you for the acknowledgement there, Kevin. And of course, it's, you know, it's not just you and me, we've got a whole team behind us. So uh, thanks to all of the team at Wealth Builders for, uh, you know, the support and growth of the community and to all our wonderful members once again. So we'll be back again with another episode of Wealth Talk, same time, same place next week. Until then, Kevin. Yes, until then, Chris, with your fancy cooking under your belt. See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership. <laughs>